Welcome to DST Radio, where we feature best-in-class insight and opinion from thought leaders and practitioners in the healthcare industry to help you stay informed to make the best decisions. This is DST Radio. I'm your host, Todd Youngblood. Welcome back. My guest today is Mr. Mark Palmer. He's president of Argus Health. Marks has an extensive background in sales, general management, and senior executive positions across five different industries. Mark, thanks for taking some time out to join us today. It's good to be with you. Just to get us kicked off here, Mark, give us a quick overview of your bio and tell us a little bit about Argus Health. So my background, uh, as you said, is in a number of different industries. The last two may be the most significant that we're going to talk about today. I had uh, spent 15 years at Express Scripts from 1996 to 2011, really part of the strategic team that helped uh, build the Express Scripts model. And the acquisition strategies that we had, my roles included uh, beginning and managing their middle market division. I started and managed their labor division, their workers' compensation product. I had two tours through leadership of the sales force, and then uh, most recently, or the last project I had there was with Connect Your Care, which was an acquisition express scripts made of a consumer-directed health administrator. When I left there, I went to Inventive Health. Uh, Inventive Health was a company of 40 different companies in 40 different countries, all uh, pharmaceutical manufacturer-facing support organizations, except one, which was a medical management company. Um, I uh, basically was hired to transform that organization, spent three years there reinventing that group, and then ultimately they decided to divest that since it was a non-core business, and I came to Argus Health, where I run uh, basically all things strategy and operations. And add a quick overview of Argus Health, Mark. So Argus Health uh, company started over 30 years ago, one of the first three electronic claims processors. It was pretty much unchanged from its inception until 2014 when the organization asked me to come on board. A couple years before that, it was decided by DST that they were going to make healthcare services one of their core businesses and uh, I was recruited to help them transform the organization from a pure claims processor into something more. We now are uh, have extended services in a number of areas of pharmacy. We do network management, specialty management and fulfillment, mail order fulfillment, formulary management and rebate administration. We have a number of clinical programs particularly designed to uh, help people in high-cost areas. And so we have uh, put all of those in place over the last 12 months and are continuing to look for ways for us to extend our services into other areas. Mark, one phrase that I run across all the time, it seems, is value-based care. Could you talk about that a little bit and what it means to the, the world of pharmacy? Well, we think about value-based care as the difference between what had historically been, uh, particularly in the pharmacy area, fee-for-service. And so basically it was all about getting scale, being able to buy drugs at uh, the least possible cost, and then pass those discounts on to clients with a margin for the pharmacy benefit manager or retailer. But they looked pretty much the same. The world of value-based care, we think it's more than that. We, in the world we are in now, 
there are penalties uh, assessed and bonuses awarded based on how well organizations perform clinically, uh, cost being a portion of that, but they want to make sure that people's care is delivered to the best possible value, which typically means we're not going to have to try three or four different things. We're going to do better work on what the assessment is of the situation, the possibilities of providing a better clinical outcome, and being able to get that done on the first try to the best of everyone's ability. It, it changes how you think about the work you do. So having a low cost for a clinical therapy is only a portion of it. Now we have to think about how well that particular drug will work for that particular individual, how adherent will they be, you know, what about the support system they have to help them stay adherent. There's a number of other factors that come into play when we think about value-based care. That's got to present a whole series of challenges from an operational perspective inside Argus. You know, I imagine there's there's a much higher degree of collaboration with prescribing physicians, with patients, et cetera. Could you talk about that a little bit? What kind of challenges are there and what have you done to address them? Well, there's clearly challenges. It's a very different model. We think that we have some distinct advantages in that Argus, uh, having been a processor for the most of its uh, you know, time and, and history has uh, very little to protect in terms of like, compared to some of our competition who have built models around scale and uh, cost only. That gives us an advantage in that we are protecting something just because we have a lot of invested capital or personnel in it. We are really looking at you know, what solutions work best. There's a couple of dynamics that help us think about that. One is that more and more pharmaceutical manufacturers uh, have started to think about how they can participate in the delivery of value and uh, often are trying to specialize in certain disease states. That allows us to change that relationship a bit. We do have to work with our clients about what is it they intend to own? What part of the service delivery do they think they have the best uh, capabilities in? And our job is to supplement that. We need to give them good information, but we need to collaborate on what are going to be the metrics we're going to want to measure, who's going to own which service delivery, how will we measure that, and then how will we visualize you know, the actual experience so we can prove the value that we've intended to accomplish. Mark, you mentioned measurements to see how well you're performing. What kind of things specifically are you measuring at this point, and are you looking at measuring in the future? So we want to certainly measure at the front end what constitutes a good performance. Sometimes that will be around, can I get this if this is a curable uh, issue? Can we get that done in the shortest time possible? And can we do that with the least amount of side effects? And the theory is that there will be long-term financial value by accomplishing those two objectives. You could compare that to the past where it would be, well, what's the cheapest course of therapy? And uh, can we get that put in place right away? And then that's pretty much the end of it. And so it's very different proposition when we're going to talk about how did we actually accomplish the best clinical outcome versus price only. So that's certainly one way we want to look at it. The other way would be to think about if this is a just a portion of the kind of care that has to be delivered for this individual, 
what impact does that have on having the better overall performance? So to the extent that we have better therapy adherence, we know there's a very strong correlation to lowering cost overall because you don't have more trips to doctor's offices, you don't have more ancillary care required, and you avoid things like hospital stays. Mark, I'm curious about your perspective regarding thought leadership. There's so many things changing in this industry and changing at a very rapid pace. So that, that's got to put, I would think, a good bit of pressure on, from a personnel perspective, the kind of skills and talent and knowledge of the folks inside Argus, and then getting that knowledge out to the various partners that you're working with. Just talk a little bit about thought leadership and and the kind of talent that's required in this environment. Yeah, this kind of environment, we have to really think about different skill sets. So one of the things that Argus wanted to do was make sure we had talent who had gone through transformational experiences previously. And that means that they were in a market that had shifted or an organization that had decided to take a significant strategic shift, people with those kinds of experiences know how to teach others. They are sort of trained to think about what comes next. We like to talk about, you know, not what is now, but what may happen next and how prepared or will we be for that next turn. It's a very different kind of approach and, and data becomes very important. So we have needed to find people who understand the value of data, understand the value of being able to teach an organization how to think differently and how to measure what they do differently, Uh, that it starts with that. We try to think about it on a couple of different levels. We want to think about what's immediate. By immediate, we think in the next year or so, what are the likely changes we'll need to make to be able to be more efficient, offer better uh, insights, And a lot of that is how you can visualize information. So we have projects specifically aimed at those couple of items. The other thing is, what is the market doing? So we want to be at least two years out and start thinking about, well, what kind of trends are we seeing in the marketplace that may have impact on us and our clients, or that we may be able to help uh, influence toward better outcomes? So you have to set up a structure at an organization that has, first of all, that kind of focus, and second of all, skill sets that can be applied in each of those areas. I'd like to talk a little bit about DST Health Solutions. I know that's a sister company. Talk a little bit about the synergies that exist between the two organizations and how you're working together and what value that's providing. So DSC Health Organizations had somewhat of a similar start in that they started being uh, predominantly providing claims processing, only medical claims versus pharmacy claims. And the other big difference is that the claims processing was typically hosted at the client's location versus uh, uh, DSC Health servers. But the interesting part is that you think about what we're talking about in this conversation around value-based care, there are a couple of areas where it's very important to understand the impact of pharmacy and how it can be managed in a much broader context to come up with better outcomes. A couple of obvious areas are specialty drugs, which are very complex disease states with very expensive, almost genome-engineered drugs. And when you think about how those drugs have to be identified and administered, 
there is a, a very strong synergy between what has traditionally been pharmacy and what has traditionally been medical management kinds of practices. The other area happens to be in areas of accountable care organizations and in particular when you see a health system, a hospital-based or provider-based organization who is now creating a population that they're going to focus on managing, you have another obvious synergy between what happens with pharmacy care, medical management care, with how we look at the metrics to identify people and then prove out how successful we've been at providing better clinical outcomes. Mark, I want to ask you a question that uh, may be a little bit challenging, but I know it's something that you've got to be thinking about, is there's a new administration going to be taking over in Washington in January. What kind of things are you thinking about in that regard? What do you anticipate happening? What kinds of things are you doing to get prepared for the potential changes there? Yeah, so we, our clients are thinking a lot about this with us. I think um, there's a number of things that have been talked about throughout the election, but there's a couple of things I think that cannot uh, be removed. So things have been talked about is the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare right. and what's the merits of that or not. But, but Obamacare is based on three principles that I think are here to stay. One is clinical outcomes. Two is transparency so that people have a view of the care that's supposed to be delivered, the price, how we'll measure it. So, so having the ability to be transparent in getting those clinical outcomes, in my opinion, can't go anywhere. And then the third is the involvement of the patient themselves or their consumer and their uh, ability to be a part of the solution. I don't think any of those three things can really be removed. And, and I think people have to remember that the Affordable Care Act was fundamentally based on a plan that Mitt Romney put in place in Massachusetts. Right. So, and a Republican governor and a normally Democratic state with a program that we've now have to figure out how to handle 20 million insured people with. So I think those principles are here to stay. I do think that there is going to continue to be pressure on pricing of drugs, the cost of those drugs. I think we have built a model that allows for us to be a significant player in the shift of uh, what is going to be important now versus the previous administration. Again, because we are building ourselves to be able to provide solutions rather than sort of a model that was predetermined a couple of decades ago that we'd kind of try to sell everyone on how it still works. Our job is to think about what really does work for clients and their patients and then help them configure a solution between our organization, theirs, and possibly other folks that may be part of that alliance to deliver the best possible solution. Interesting. It's going to, yeah, may we all live in interesting times, I guess, is the, <laughs> the phrase that pops to my yeah. mind. Well, this is definitely one of them. That's uh, for sure. It for sure it is. is. Mark, we're just about out of time here, but before I let you go, I want to make sure that folks know how to get a hold of you and how they can get more information about Argus Health. Sure. Well, they can always reach us at uh, ArgusHealth.com and uh, there is a direct line to me, which is uh, 816-435-2246, or you reach me via email at jmpalmer at argushealth.com. And we would love to hear from people out there. Let us talk about how we might be able to help them. Mark Palmer, president of Argus Health. Thanks for taking the time to share your expertise and insight. We appreciate it. Thank you very much.
That wraps today's episode. On behalf of my guest, Mark Palmer, I'm Todd Youngblood. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to DST Radio. For more information or questions, please visit our website at dstsystems.com.